Welcome, bitches, to Kinks and Chaos. I'm Kinky. This is Sexy Simone. And the one, the only, Jockstrap Jamie. Oh my god. Jamie likes to send me pictures of males in jockstraps that I don't ask for. You love, listen, you love them so much. Soon as as soon I saw Man Crush Monday and I was like, swipe, 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 swipe. But you got through Man Crush Monday today. I did. Normally I don't. Or it's mesh underwear on men. Mm, Yeah. Listen, I just send you the goods that you love so much. Dirty little secret. What can I say? (laughs) Kiki loves jock straps. See any pictures, send them straight over. Yep. Send them right to Kiki of any men's bare asses in jock straps. Kiki loves it. I do yeah. not bonus points if they're tattooed. I do not consent. <laughs> I consent is anyway. important, and I do not give any of this consent. Consent is important with nudes, but with jock straps, it's perfectly fine. Send them Thanks all so. to Kiki. I'm so innocent and cute. I don't. I can't have those in my inbox. Corrupt her poor little soul. You should innocent? see how she's looking at me right now. <laughs> like I've just said something in different language because I wouldn't say Kiki is innocent I'm a fucking saint I don't know where you're getting your info from I'm like she's cute and innocent she's cute she's definitely cute and fucking with adorable. her hair but innocent I would say no mm, are you flirting with me I am. I can't help it. I knew it. Don't be jealous, S. Your time will come. Well, I'm not jealous. I've got you both in my DMs. I'm fine. Oh, that is true. And you said today that you would spoon Kiki. So I even offered to be big spoon. Which well, I would want. Yeah. If you want to snug, snuggle Kiki, you have to be big spoon. Kiki's little spoon. Yeah, you and can I, then spoon me, Jay, and I'll be in the middle. Who's gonna little spoon? Who's gonna big spoon me? Doug the dick. <laughs> I don't want Doug the dick to big spoon me. He would scratch me up. He really would. Doug um, the dick is a bit of a sadist. Yeah. So then maybe, maybe I should big spoon Kiki. You should big spoon me, and Doug the dick can big spoon you because you are the one who likes pain. Yeah, but I'm not sure I want the cat to scratch me while we're spooning. Just think, this topic plot twist fits in perfectly with our episode today. It does. It does. Not where I saw this going, but it no, does. We did not plan this, people. Doug the day. We did not plan this, but the topics of today's little kinky chat is masochists and sadists <laughs> with our queen masochist herself, Simone. <laughs> some more money first we have our interview with sadie kincaid who is the author of new york la and london ruthless you need to check out all of her books they are so amazing and yeah let's go to sadie we are so excited for our guest today she is one of my absolute 
favorite authors. Um, if you know the Ryan brothers, you definitely know Sadie Kincaid. Welcome, Sadie. Yay! Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so you excited to be here. I'm so excited, so excited. I'm literally fangirly, even though I slide into your DMs all the time. I'm still like totally fangirling right now. <laughs> so um, we have some questions. And of course, we want to talk about the d delicious men that you write about. Mm -hmm. um, no, can you, can you how did them? you come up with the brothers? Because I'm obsessed with the twins. They're like my deliciousness. Oh, yes. Do you know, I was on holiday last year, last summer, around this time last summer, and I was walking along the beach and my kids were playing in the sands and my husband was just wondering. And I think I'd not long read Den of Vipers and I was, mm -hmm. I'd had an idea in my head that I wanted to try, write a reverse harem. harem. I never know how you say that word. Yes. I'm going to call it reverse harem. Um, and they just, it, the whole story just popped into my head, like Jesse and these four, I wanted them to be brothers. And then the twins, I just had this real, I've got a twin um, niece and nephew. And I just had this idea of like these cheeky twins who'd always kind of been there with for each other. Um, so yeah, it just popped into my head. And I get stories at the most inappropriate moments. But yeah, I was walking along the beach in a lovely beach with my kids. As I say, they were playing on the sand and the Ryan brothers popped into my head and then the the whole series just kind of was there and I couldn't get wait, wait to get back home and start writing it that is amazing because they it is so and the way that you did it like is so good because at first I hated Shane like I wanted to I did not like Shane at all I loved the twins like the twins mm -hmm. are so lovable from the first moment you meet them and Connor yeah. is just so flirtatious and yummy but Shane I was like oh I'm so mad at him and yeah. now Shane could literally do anything and I would be like yes <laughs> <laughs> Shane and his I'm sorry. sorry no I was gonna say Shane and his belt can do anything to me <laughs> But he was always going to be like a complete alpha hole in my head. Mm -hmm, but yeah. I, I always had in mind that his character arc would be, he's had the biggest journey in terms of a character because all the, the other three were nice to begin with. Yeah. Yes. He was, yeah, complete, complete alpha hole, wasn't he, to start out with. So yeah, I always had in my head that he would come round and I, I feel like his character had the biggest development. And yes, I don't know why I chose him, but I suppose because he's the oldest and he had this huge burden to carry and he was like this father figure and felt like right. yeah to hold everything together for everybody and then to finally see him you know let Jesse in and, and allow himself some happiness as well he was an amazing character to write he's one of my favorite characters I've ever written um, he's so complex he is so complex like throughout the whole minus well even like the last one I was like kind of wondering how you would do it because like in the beginning he's like oh sweet Shane and I was like oh like I kind of miss like asshole Shane mm -hmm. and he came right back out in the best ways possible but like he is very complex like everything that he had to go through for his brothers and everything you just like wrote it perfectly thank you mm -hmm. you're welcome and I did not see the plot twist at all 
did not see that plot twist coming in the book. I'm not going to say what it is for people who haven't read them, but if you haven't, I, anyone who asked me for an RH book, I always tell them your book because it is my favorite. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And then how, so you just released Jax's book a few months ago and you're going to do another one for Jax. So like, how did you come up? Did you had always planned on, because there, there's Alex, the first two, and then Jax, and then Hugo's getting his, right? So like, have yes. you always planned to like have that like little side character come out in each one? Yeah, I always did. When I was writing Fierce King, it was, I was probably about halfway through and Jax's character doesn't have a massive part in that book, but I did always think he was a really interesting character to explore. And the idea was if people liked, you know, the first books that I would release the books of the side characters as well. And then Fierce King, yeah, it's been the most popular book that I've written. People read it. It's a bit of a Marmite book. People seem to love it or hate it, but it's had some really amazing feedback and people, yeah, seem to love it. It's got, oh, there they are. I love them. (laughs) They are amazing. Love it. And she's so grounded and humble. And I love her. I, lo- yeah. I love her sassiness. Yeah. With, it is like such a perfect match for Alex to have like that little, like someone mm-hmm. who pushes him and like loves it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wanted to explore that. Like he thinks she's this spoiled princess yeah. and she's really <laughs> not at all. And yeah. for him to really have like, because he thinks he knows everything. He's so arrogant and cocky, isn't he? And mm-hmm. then he finds out, you know, that she's nothing like what he thought she was. Yeah. And I really loved that storyline and kind of playing it out a little bit. Yeah. And so how did you start? You, I had just heard this from Kate. You actually were used to write crime books. Not, you weren't into the romance genre no. no I well I still write crime books so I wrote I started writing crime in 2016 my I've got so I've got three boys mm-hmm. and my middle son Finley he died when he was a few days old I'm sorry and after thank you after he died I started I found this old laptop and I just started writing on crime it was like a I wanted to write a book predominantly about this relationship and this quite toxic relationship and it ended up being a crime book and I got it um, published by HarperCollins, which is quite a big wow. publisher. So I still yeah. write crime. Mm-hmm. But then it was when I was writing the crime, it's kind of, it was all, it's all because it's crime, it was a lot of fate to black. And I used to think, oh, what would happen, you know, when that, yeah. what happens after the doors closed? I was really interested in writing that and I've always loved to read. Mm-hmm. smutty books yeah yeah so yeah so I just thought and that's where so Dark Angel was the first one that I wrote and it was kind of because so that's set in London and it's these London gangsters and it was kind of a, a spin-off I suppose of me crime stuff because that's gangland crime but it's not mm-hmm. steamy so yeah that's where it, it kind of developed just to think what would I do with these characters you know once the doors are closed and just to explore their relationships a bit more because my books I think are very relationship focused there's not a lot yeah. of the Side action going on, you don't get a lot of kind of the mafia world in my books, even though I call them loosely dark mafia, because um, hmm. I really like to focus on the relationship and what those right. characters, and I think that's why, because I write the crime, and that's that, and yeah. I really wanted yeah. to explore 
what happens, as I say, behind closed doors and behind yeah. the scenes. So that's where, yeah, so I started writing that in 2020 and then released Dark Angel in 21, yeah, last April. Yeah. And then it's been an absolute roller coaster since then. Yes. I bet you put out books so quickly. Yeah. Also talking about how you yeah. write, our, your writing is just, you don't keep us waiting. I'm so <laughs> thankful for that, but you have to be like exhausted. <laughs> I am. But, you know, it's, I love it so much. It doesn't feel like a job. I, it's what I yeah. do for mm-hmm. enjoyment as well. Yeah. So now that I've left my, I've left my job back in December. Wow. Now that I do do it for a job and do it full time, I feel like I'm busier than I've ever been because I just, so I still write the crime, as I say, and I love writing these and I've got so many stories in my head. Um, yeah. I, I need to write and they're just constantly. Yeah. Like, we, I, did, I did not expect the, the Ryan Brothers short story to come so soon after mm-hmm. the Ryan Brothers, the full series finished. You, that was an amazing little surprise well they're perfect because I get to write just like a bit I of know. a smutty chapter a long smutty chapter and that's it with no plot I, I've told you I will never say goodbye to them they're they can never <laughs> go away <laughs> they never will I don't think I can say goodbye to them that's why I love writing the short stories yeah yeah so I'm working on one now with um Shane and Jesse so that's interesting Ooh. I I told Kate, Kate and I were talking about the first one with the twins and I was like, I said, it's like so funny because even though these, they're short stories and like, um, like we know the characters, like we feel like we know the characters. So like, I'm like, after it ended, I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what Shane said when they went home and the twins told them what Jesse said and yeah. like his punishment, like it just like, I could like keep going and going and going. <laughs> so can I. <laughs> but yeah um and dark dark angel I know like I I feel like I I tell people about this this duet and I feel like it's so underrated because it is amazing like the feelings that you put into that duet is like top notch like you, you you want to like strangle both of them like it's not just like you're upset at the male main character Gabe like you're just not it's both of them like you're you just like want to bash them together because they're meant to be together so badly and everything comes out and it's just it is such an emotional roller coaster and it is so amazing it is honestly one of my favorite duets I've ever read oh thank you but and I, I know that you just re-released them that, but I tell people you need to read this. Like, this is so good. I, I say that to all your books. I mean, I probably sound like a broken record. No, I love it. Tell me more. Yeah. Don't stop Jay. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. <laughs> so, but yeah, I absolutely love the duet too. I read it and I really, I love that that duet because it was the first um, of these books that I wrote but I do feel like I don't maybe push them as much because I feel like I learned so much writing those books about Hmm. the genres about the tropes about what you should about what you should and shouldn't do because Gabriel does something in those books that makes people quite angry 
and I Gabriel. think but I feel yeah I feel like he still he would do that if I wrote it again but I feel like I'm maybe would have wrote it slightly different. I mean, their story would be the same, but I might have just tightened it up a little bit more. Yeah. But I will always love those books. And Yeah. But I mean, if he yeah. didn't do that, we wouldn't have had the you know, whole... Fallen Angel? Yeah. Like, he's just... As much as I was so mad at him when I read it, and I was like, I cannot... Like, you just want to strangle him at that part, like, while you're reading it. But, like, the whole thing after like it's just it is like a part of their story and everything that they go through and even when I see this the the clips on TikTok all the time I'm like oh my god like I relive it when you post them I'm like oh like it breaks my heart but they they get their happily ever after which is amazing because they deserve it they do they get an amazing happily ever after yes yeah and then there's also your shorts that you yeah. also don't talk about much. Yeah, well, I start, I wrote them. Actually, they were the first things I ever wrote, the shorts. So when I decided to self-publish Dark Angel, because I was under contract to HarperCollins at the time, I had to give them an option to see if they wanted to publish the book, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, well, I'm thinking when it was my husband. So like, well, why don't you self-publish? You've been thinking about that anyway. It was the absolute best thing that ever happened because I love self-publishing and I love being mm-hmm. able to bring, you know, books out really quickly. But what I started doing was I just wrote the the bound and I can't remember what it's called now, but the bound and tamed shorts. Yeah. yeah. And I released I really I wrote them all in like a couple of days and I released them on Amazon. And that taught me so much just about self-publishing, about how to mm-hmm. upload a book, how to format it, the covers and you know, keywords and making sure it got in the right category and all that. And then they didn't really sell at all because I was nobody. I think I published them as KC Moore. I don't know where that name came from. <laughs> but um, I didn't want anybody to know because I just thought, oh, this is pure filth. I don't want anyone yeah. I know in my actual life to read this. Um, and then, so they didn't really do anything. But as I say, they, I think I earned about 20 pence or something. <laughs> but I earned about £2.50 or something. Um, and then they didn't really do anything. And then I released Dark Angel and... Fallen Angel and then LA and New York and then actually when I was reading the New York edit in the New York series I thought oh my god these are even filthier than the, the filthy short stories I didn't want anyone to read <laughs> so I de- decided to just I thought you know why not release them as Sadie and see if anybody's interested in them so I gave them an edit and yeah release them and they do so much better now yeah yeah I just, I'm sure <clears throat> yeah but I just they're just really nice to write because you don't have to think of a plot and I yeah. I love I think I love writing smut in case you haven't noticed that maybe I love your smut <laughs> that is, so that is how that's how I became yeah. a belt whore <laughs> so they're perfect for me especially you know when I'm writing crime and I think oh, I just need to switch yeah. off which is why I'm writing a smutty Ryan short story because I'm writing in the middle of writing a crime novel right now and mm-hmm. Just like oh, I just need a bit of spot, so yeah, yes. perfect the short stories. They are yeah. that when you're reading as well. Like when you need that break from reading something that's like plot heavy, you can just yeah. pick yes. up one of those shorts, and it is just perfect. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, thank you. Yeah, just a yeah, just a little break, isn't it? A little yeah, yeah. You know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Switch your things off on and just, yeah. you definitely know what you're getting. But thank you. You're so welcome. welcome. You mentioned that like the characters will come to you. 
do you plot as well or do you just let it flow and come out when you're in the zone no I don't plot at all um so yeah I've tried plotting and it just doesn't work for me now it's yeah <laughs> they'll just come to me and the characters talk to me a lot and mm-hmm. I've got lots of people up there in my head <laughs> but yeah that's how it works and then when I'll sit down and like snippets of you know chapters might come to me and I might make a little note on my iPhone or in you know a notepad that I've got but that's it and then it's not until I sit down and start writing that book that and then it'll just kind of all hopefully in yeah. flow. wow do you have like, a favorite character like out of all of them yeah that you're right um it feels like picking a favorite child yeah no that's totally <laughs> fair. I love them all for different reasons, but my favourite to write has been Shane, just because of the development of his character, because he's so much fun to write, because he's such an asshole. Yeah. But then he can be so sweet, and so he's been my favourite to write, but I lo- I do look, but then I love writing Jessie as well, because she's such, and then, I'll, see, I'm going to go through them all now, saying Alana too, and then, <laughs> yes. when I'm writing them, like, this is why I always do other books because when I'm actually writing the story, so I finished Fierce Betrayal and I was like, that can't be it for Jackson Lucia. I want to write more. So I did a pre-order for Fierce Obsession. Yes. No idea of what I was going to do. Yeah. So I can't end it there. And then no. I had to write Ryan Five and then I didn't want to stop writing them. And I was like, well, what am I doing? <laughs> so that's why I wrote the short story. So when I'm writing the characters, they are my favourite characters to write and yeah. I'm completely immersed in their world. And that is what you'll often get. And that's why Kate always tells me off. She's like, do not just like put a pre-order up. Let's <laughs> she'd be like, when did this happen? There's a pre-order up or something. And I'm like, well, yeah. So, so when I'm writing them, any character that I'm writing, the characters that I'm writing are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But Shane will always have a special place, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, how was writing Fierce Betrayal with having it be Alex's daughter? Like, that I love that little like Jack's his best friend and his daughter like I the the, I could not wait for Alex to find out like that was my favorite thing in the whole world (laughs) (laughs) well I think people expected like this something bigger than what happened as well but I just thought I couldn't because he loved you know he loves Lucia and he loves yeah he's he's changed hasn't he and he's kind of mellowed for the for the women in his life so but it was, I had to kind of forget about him a little bit as Alex. He was still Alex, but I had to, it was like Alex in dad, daddy mode. In dad mode. mode. Yeah. Dad mode, not daddy yeah. mode, which is completely different. <laughs> but in dad mode. <clears throat> so I had to kind of park some of his in a lot. But I did when I was writing it and I just, there's a scene where they're having an argument in the kitchen. Alex and Alana and Jackson Lucia go out and Jack says oh don't worry they'll be making up in a minute and I was really like having to not think about what they were doing in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> because it was dragging me dragging me back to like fierce king and fierce queen but it was so easy to go back there and, and yeah. make it about them so it was yeah it was hard to keep them two out of it as much and not make the story about them because as well people love them I mean so many people have contacted me saying oh, we want more from Alejandro and Alana and so yeah, I think his mouth. I'm gonna do. Yeah, he is the. Can I tell you, my husband's got a nickname for him. Oh yeah, which might not, which might not mean I don't know if you understand the term, um, but it's King Gooser. What does that which, mean? What does that mean? So, goosing in the UK is another word for. 
I don't know why I'm being all embarrassed about the words that I'm using. There's another <laughs> word for sex. So oh, okay. So he calls it King Shagger, or yeah. so yeah. King Gooser, he calls him. That Whenever is- I say what to be his king, he says, oh, King Gooser. <laughs> that is <the laughs> because perfect. Because people love him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. I forgot what the original question was. Oh, I forgot the original <laughs> question too. Yeah. This was too good. <clears throat> I know. So is, are, in Hugo's book, are they going to be in that as well? Or is it, because, I mean, Hugo's just the driver. He's not just driver. the driver. He's Alana's bodyguard. Well, yeah. yeah. What is wrong with you, Jay? Sorry. He was just, like, I mean, like, so, like, are they going to play a big part in, like, they did in Jax's book? Or <laughs> not as big a part but they will be in it it's in their world and they will be yeah they will all be in it yeah. perfect and then I'm hoping when I've done all the books and finished that I'll do like some massive super vlog with them all in oh that my would God, make that my life so amazing oh, but I can't think about it too much because I'm like you've got to put another pre-order up <laughs> that so would be have, amazing. That yeah. would, do you have like a release day ritual that you do or do you like to stay off the internet that day no I find release day is quite um anticlimactic like yeah there's this huge build-up to it and it's like oh yes it's release day and then when your book doesn't go immediately to number one in every country <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's like oh even um, though you know that's not going to happen unless you like say the case or else one or somebody yeah um, so yeah it just always feels a little bit like there's a lot of hype I know that your readers get excited which is absolutely mm-hmm. lovely mm-hmm. there's nothing for me usually I'll just write and work and, and try not to check the Amazon rankings every yeah you know, yeah 15 minutes but my last release date um Brian renewed I think that was the first really oh no the second release to get to break the top 100 in America so that was amazing wow. so I did have yes and Fierce King made the list. You you posted about that. That Fierce King is in the uh, what was it seventy or no? He got to thirty three. Fierce yeah. King. Wow! Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Sam, and, Sam and Gabe got to so Dark Angel got to twenty two last weekend as well. So wow, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like a. A massive dream of mine to break the top 100 so I've had two books now in the top 50 is yeah incredible. Yes. I got like chills that's amazing that is so amazing congratulations to you yes thank you do you ever read the reviews or do you try and stay away from that too yeah I did when I very first started I used to read reviews mm-hmm. that was when I first started writing crime sorry but then I learned very quickly that you shouldn't read reviews because mm-hmm. yeah they're soul destroying because you can have 200 amazing reviews and you'll still focus on that one that says yeah this writing mm-hmm. is yeah. so bad I stay compl- I do go on there occasionally because I have to like if somebody messages me on Goodreads but I very rarely go on Goodreads because well if you go on my Goodreads pages you will see the savage reviews <laughs> for Fears King and Dark Angel and every book I've ever written I mean absolutely savage so I don't usually read the bad reviews but I do ask Kate if she sees anything that you know she thinks might be helpful or constructive yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. to let me know because yeah. they uh, the thing is but 
and I have seen some reviews that have helped my writing like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think there was one where it was a review for Ryan Rain or Retribution Retribution and it was one of the first ones and she commented on the fact that I'd used the word Mohican instead of Mohawk because obviously I'm from the UK and I write US yes. English mm-hmm. and I was like oh my I didn't and I have a proofreader who's supposed to pick that up yeah <clears throat> so I went and changed it straight away so things like that actually really can be really helpful but mm-hmm. in general I stay away from reviews because yeah mm-hmm. so I like being when people tag me in you know good reviews I enjoy reading them um and that's lovely but I don't generally go looking for reviews yeah I always give a good review just saying <laughs> I'm obsessed and I find some you know, negative <laughs> Yeah, and I find so many of the reviews, too, are based on the triggers. Yes, they didn't like it, and it's like, but the warning was there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think people, the best books in the world have bad reviews, don't they? Because it's such a subjective thing. One person, what one person loves, other people will. So I think it's never, but what I don't like are those reviews, are like, oh, do not buy this book. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell other people not to buy it just because you didn't like it, and that's Mm -hmm. fair enough. But don't try and put other people off because you know you are not everybody. Yeah. Of taste, are you? Yeah. Like you can have your opinion if you didn't like it. Like that's okay, but that's not to say other people shouldn't give it a chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it uncomfortable to write the sex scenes, or do you love it? You're like, how far can I push this? I think you already know that question. Um, no, I don't find it uncomfortable at all. They're my absolute favourite things. Right, fade to black for so long. Getting your chance to actually write the ones that you've wanted to continue must be like so good. Oh yeah, it is. But when I did first, to be fair, when I did first start writing them, I was very nervous about other people reading yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, but now I'm just like, yeah, it's me. I love it. I love it. It's hard now though, what I do find because when I'm writing the crime and I do have a little tiny bit of spice in those because they they are again about relationships and I've got this really hot um, MM couple who like these two top gangsters and they're in a relationship together and it's so hard not to write some spice (laughs) but all they do is kiss and then and then the door closes but I'm like oh in my head yeah doing all kinds of things would you so kate and i have also talked about this would you do an mm book yeah yes (gasps) definitely that's one of my favorites in the world like i had i had this picture like when kate and i were talking like kate i'm like i can totally picture her doing an rh and like in the mm like one gets smacked with the belt to bring the belt into mm oh my god i can just like you would be amazing i oh i love mm and i would love an mm inspired yes, definitely but no pressure definitely. but we would no love pressure it. at all to, to write no it pressure, don't really it, it. it is definitely one in my in the future definitely because as i say i've got this couple in my head who were like oh i yeah. don't well i'd love to go and write what they do oh, yeah well, I'll be so excited when that comes out too. <laughs> when you started writing this, like in your indie world, was there anybody you looked up to when you first started publishing or? 
Um, yeah, so uh, T.L. Swan is a massive, massive inspiration to me. And mm-hmm. she, and I don't know if BJ talked about it when you spoke to her, but so she's got this group called Signet Incas, where she basically gives you know a lot of her advice and experience to people who are, you know, new to writing. And while I wasn't new to writing, I was new to indie publishing and, and all yeah. that world as well. So I'm new to this genre. So she was like a huge inspiration and I love it, reading her books and she, you know, sells it amazingly well. And then as I've been <clears throat> indie publishing, like Sarah Kate is a huge inspiration and Pat mm-hmm. Mason and those, you know, Shane Rose, those indie writers who are just absolutely crushing it and consistently, you know, in the top 50, because that is where I'd love to be mm-hmm. one day. <clears throat> you know, hopefully one day I might get that release day and I do get into the top 10 or number one. That would be absolutely incredible. I hope so for you because you absolutely deserve it. Absolutely. Thank you. Agreed. Mm-hmm. We love, yeah, we love everything you do. Yeah. Thank you. I love this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially the BDSM shorts. Oh my God. What a dream. <sighs> oh, well, I've got to write, another, I've got to write the next one of them soon as well. Yeah. So um, I was wondering if like, let's say a new reader is listening to this episode, where would you recommend they start with your books? Which series? Um, I think, oh, I don't know, because you could start anywhere, really. I suppose for time, for time wise. Yeah. Dark Angel is the first, but I think to get more of a flavour of what my books are like, I'd probably say start with Fierce King. Because yes. I worry that people would start Dark Angel and it's quite angsty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a bit more it is. than the others, which are a bit just more smutty. Yeah. So I feel like Fierce King is more of a represent, representation of what I kind of write. Yeah. Or I think, but I feel like the Ryan Brothers are the best written books that I've done because I feel like I knew so much more about the genre. I switched yeah. to first, first person rather than third. I know it was. It's always been first person. I've switched to first person present tense rather than past, which is what mm-hmm. King and Queen are written in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're the best written books. So I don't know. I haven't answered that very well. Fierce no. King or Iron Rule, no, I'm going to say. Yeah. 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 I would definitely say, like you said, there's a lot of <clears throat> angst in the duet. Like it's, it is an emotional ride. So, but if you like, if people like that, like that emotional yeah. roller coaster, mm-hmm. I that, that duet is, would be amazing for anybody who loves that emotion full on emotional up and down yeah and are you somebody that can read other books while you're writing or it has to be like that focused mind frame of what you're writing oh I am I don't read a lot while I'm writing because I wouldn't you know what I wouldn't want to do is like take kind of absorb someone else's work and then think it was mine do you know what I mean I have a fear of that like yeah like I've read something and then it suddenly appears in my book or so yeah 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 and also I don't like to get too because I get really absorbed in books and I love the characters so I don't want to mm-hmm. get swept away from my world yeah no we want you to stay in your world yeah. we want we need you to stay in your writing world <laughs> you spoil you spoil your readers so much that you're gonna be like oh I'm taking a break and we're all gonna just die <laughs> love it so have we're big fans of like thinking we know what a sex club is like and you Mm -hmm. mentioned it in the last book they went to one how do you like I don't know how I'm gonna say this like we 
know about sex clubs from the books we read, yeah. but none of us have actually been to one. Is have it something you ever been to a sex you, Have you been, been to one? Or have you researched? Or is it just other books, like, information? No, I get you- my info. I get my information from other books. <laughs> I've never yeah. been to one. Although, I would like to, but I know someone who's been to one, and they're not as, like, as hot as the rhyme as the peacock club this is exactly oh, like people said yeah. we would love we would love to go to one yeah but our worry is we've read it in so many books that it wouldn't live up to what we've been reading no <laughs> i don't think they would yeah yeah it's like this really exclusive expensive i don't yes. think they're reading i'm sure there are ones that are like that but no i've never been to one unfortunately yeah so it's all <clears throat> yeah but I do know someone who has, but it was nothing like yeah, no. I write about. I it was like some think. some basements of some pub in. Oh, yeah, I don't think the ones in the UK would near. be uh, up to scratch. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> Definitely not the peacock. Pe- the uh, the peacock club. Peacock. No. <laughs> Our time is almost up with you, and we so so appreciate you agreeing to be on our show. Yes, thank you so much. We have a couple. Thank rapid, you so much for having me. We have a couple yeah. rapid rapid fires. Um, what is your favorite book of all time? <gasps> oh, I can't. Of all time, <laughs> how about right now? Oh, I don't know. That's okay. Oh, I don't What's even know if I can do right now. <laughs> My favorite. It is a lot of pressure so many books yeah do you have a comfort read that you like go back to yes the crossfire series so mm. i can't even sylvia day so they're my comfort read yeah and some of my favorite books i don't know i wasn't prepared for that one <laughs> no that's okay it was just it's a- fine <laughs> what was your last read or your current one my last read it my last one was I only finished the other day and it's called The Dominator by D.D. Prince. Ooh. Really, really, really good. He yeah. is like this massive asshole, but he's, he's, maf- he's like this mafia guy and he gets gifted this young um, high school graduate and it's about, their, and she doesn't want to be with him. And so Ooh. yeah, it's really, it was, it's been around quite a while. I think she wrote it in 2015, but I think it's had a bit of a reemergence because of TikTok. And but yeah. anyway, I read it the other day and it was really good. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I'll have to put that on my TBR. I'm yeah. writing that down right now. Yeah, the and Dominator. Yeah, that's and it's a series that follows brothers. So I'm going to read the next one. Ooh, brothers! Yeah, oh, nice. the next book. Sold. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> fabulous well thank you so much for being on I this has been like amazing to be <laughs> this is Jamie's like fangirl episode yeah. it's like, Aww, thank you so much you're welcome well thank you so much we really appreciate it thank you Sadie for coming on it was such a pleasure talking with her and her books are incredible check them all out mm-hmm. you will not be disappointed people they're dirty mm-hmm. and delicious. But first, a word from our sponsor. Feel the magic with Magic Desires. They are a new Canadian-based online erotic retailer. They are focused on providing the most reputable erotic products for all fetishes and desires. They offer free, discreet shipping over $69 
within Canada. Check them out on Instagram at magicdesireofficial or their website magicdesires.ca. Use promo code KINKSCHAOS25 for your discount. Thank you. You sounded all professional. It was weird. I thought I would be like, as soon as I said, feel the magic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I quite liked that. Good job, Hmm. Keeks. Thank you. So go feel the magic and buy some shit with our discount code. (laughs) And there's the Keeks we know and love. (laughs) (laughs) I say everything so elegantly. Yeah. You do. But that's okay. Yeah. We love it by all the shit that we talked about in the last podcast (laughs) yeah and if you don't know what that is go and listen to it sex toys go and today we will be talking about masochists and sadists and if you don't know what that is a masochist is somebody who gets sexual gratification with pain and humiliation Um, And a sadist gets sexual gratification inflicting the pain and the humiliation. So one loves to give, one loves to receive, but it's just pain and humiliation that makes them feel good. So that is what we will be discussing today. Fabulous. And don't forget with anything that we discuss in terms of kink or play, safe play is a must so you need to be doing thorough research into anything that you really want to consider getting into and safe sane consensual always yes so let's start with our queen masochist with a little bit of sadist sprinkled in herself simone yeah that's very accurate (laughs) it is that is i feel like they're is not much pain that you would not tolerate or at least yeah yeah like I would try and tolerate like all pain most pain but is there anything that you like any kind of pain you would be like "Mm, hard limit yeah do you have hard limits I do have some hard limits but not really when it comes to pain I don't think that I know of mm-hmm. I mean, she yeah obviously that would be like uh something that I would have to explore further to know if there was hard limits around pain but currently no do you have any favorite mm, all of it um no I literally think I do I just like it's not so much about the type of pain it's just the pain in general like certain things obviously feel more like intense Mm-hmm. Um, and certain things are more of like a dull pain I like pain where you can still feel it like hours after you finish playing what See, I like that I like that with like spanking but mm-hmm. like I don't know how I feel with like other things feeling that hours later like what do you use to feel hours later I think like a lot of things like obviously spanking like Jay said if you obviously do it hard enough you'll be able to feel it like every time you sit down um for hours or even days later um like nipple pumps and things can yeah let's talk about your your nipple clamps not the not we wait 
let's talk about that for a second. So Simone told me, I had asked Simone if she had ever used uh, clothes hangers because I heard clothes pins, clothes pins yeah. instead of nip clamps. So instead of buying nip clamps, you can just use clothes pins, which are like $5 at the store. So I asked Simone, I'm like, have you ever used it? She's like, oh yeah. So I go buy some and I try it. And I literally wanted to die. I wanted to die. It hurts so. The one side I could leave it on for like a few minutes. The other side I couldn't even let. I couldn't even let it go. It hurt so bad. And so I tell Simone, I'm like, Simone, um, I tried those. I couldn't leave it on for more than a few minutes. How many minutes did you leave yours on? Oh, I left mine on for like an hour. And what do you feel in that hour? Is it like, oh, I'm wearing them, but also like the tingling sensation of it? Yeah. So when you initially like put it on and like let go, it's like, oh my God, pain. And then like, like, then it kind of like fades a little bit and like, you know, it's there, but it's not like incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. But then like towards the end of that time frame, it starts hurting again because obviously it's been on there for so long and if you're like moving around like it's kind of pulling a little bit and then the pain kind of starts like ramping up again yeah and then it's like that throb right yeah and then obviously like when you take it off like it's obviously that like release of taking it off but there's still like pain yeah from having it on yeah I felt it days I felt it (laughs) I had mine on for like five minutes and I felt it for days (laughs) Yeah, I'm not I'm even like, joking the next day like if anything touches them they're very sensitive and it hurts a little bit you guys should really watch the YouTube video right now because Jay's <gasps> reaction just go to fucking YouTube oh my god it is so I I just I like for days anything like I would put my bra on my shirt would bra it was like <gasps> I would literally like catch my breath like it would I couldn't even I don't know how you did it for an hour and then she told me she did it for an hour and I'm like um I've researched it and it said you shouldn't leave them on for more than 20 minutes Google says why are you doing this 20 minutes I was having a great time (laughs) this is why you should always do your research people because she could have lost her nipples maybe they (laughs) don't have fallen off this is not educational advice no it's not don't listen to anything we're saying right now but that just like goes to show how much pain like I would say that I'm a slight masochist I do like the spanking I like it to hurt I like it to when I sit down I want to feel it yeah I love the marks that mm. that brings yeah. I love like gripping like finger marks that kind of thing yeah I don't think I could do anything like super intense though like you yeah. would want like I couldn't tasering is not on my list <laughs> someone wants to be tasered I just want to try it once just to see what it feels like I did find nipple clamps with electricity through them I feel like you should try that for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she sent me the link. She was like, it I did. think you'll like this. <laughs> I really think you should try that for the podcast. Yeah. 
I'll do it for the people. You know me. Yep. I love that. I mean, if anyone has any recommendations on toys for pain, send them to Simone. If you ever want to know how bad it is (laughs) or not is, and she'll try it. Yeah, basically. Have you done like candle wax? Mm, Yeah. Wax tie. I like that a lot. I like the, like the initial like sting when it hits okay but then it doesn't like last long enough pain Mm. for me Mm. yeah so you get like that initial sting when it first hits but then like as soon as it dries like that pain is gone Mm. and have you done it with like like, the temperature ones and normal candles yeah so with the normal ones obviously you have to be careful because it can blister Mm -hmm. if it's too high a temperature um, but the sting obviously lasts longer because it's not like a safe body temperature candle. Yeah. So I'm assuming you prefer the regular candle versus the, I yeah. did, I did research and it says beeswax burns the hottest. Really? Yeah. You, they said on there that you would think beeswax would burn low yeah. and it's one of the hottest burning candles so when I was researching temperature play because I'm very into trying the wax play Mm -hmm. but I have I got regular candles and I don't think I'm going to try them no if you do try them if you're using the regular ones you should hold it further away from your skin um because obviously the closer you hold it the hotter the wax is going to be by the time it hits you So if you're using the regular ones that aren't like a lower temperature, then you want to hold it further away. Gotcha. But I would suggest probably for you to use like the low temperature ones because I feel like you'd like that more because it's not as intense pain. Yeah. I'm not as into the intense. Although maybe I would like it. Depends on what it is. Like the mm-hmm. nipple the clothespin was a was a was a no <laughs> hard limit I mean n- people if you're going to try the clothespins know that nipple clamps are adjustable and they don't hurt nearly as badly as clothespins I have found that out via research once I was did this little experiment myself <laughs> don't ask Simone for advice um, pain when you don't have a high pain threshold <laughs> yes I just answered you honestly <laughs> uh, you did you really did and I appreciate that my nipples did not they almost fell off I feel like that's the sadist in her she like loves that she caused me pain <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit so and that also that you also have a little bit of sadist in you as well so like what do you think you would like to do like with that side I think in the same way that I like receiving pain and receiving marks I think inflicting the pain knowing that you're leaving a mark as well Mm -hmm. I think for me is like yeah like I think so much like spanking but like whipping with like a belt or like a leash or whatever on like the inner thigh Ooh. of like a guy 
like those marks there because I feel like they're like hidden but yeah yeah you're still going to see them and I feel like obviously it's going to be really sensitive there as well yeah I'd be terrified if you came at me and I was a man <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. come at you <laughs> it would be consensual I know yeah I love that yeah but like biting as well yeah I bite mm-hmm. I like to bite yeah but I don't leave marks but I want to be bit and leave a mark if you're not leaving marks when you're biting you're not biting hard enough yeah I I don't I like to scratch mm-hmm. yeah scratching like is good n- nail marks yeah 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 but I don't consider that like inflicting pain I pain on somebody so I wouldn't say but I would say those would be the marks that I would leave mm. yeah yeah because I can't imagine you'd want to like tie someone up and like inflict pain on them I would Yes, yeah, I know Keeks would. Yeah. I would tie I, I would tie someone up to tease them if yeah. if I was allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. If they allowed to, me to do that, I would think that would be fun, but I would not do pain. Oh, I'd sit yeah. on his lap and then I'd slap his face, maybe. You two are you two are the and then maybe bite the shoulder area where yeah. like neck and that. Mm. And yeah. probably go for the uh, forearms too, because I like a good forearm. Yeah. You do like I the like forearm. A, I like a good thigh. Oh yeah. You know? Thigh bite. Mm. But as long as there's no hair in the thigh area, then biting. I'm very texture girl. <laughs> you can't do hairy, hairy men. <laughs> I mean, everybody's beautiful. I just can't. It's, it's just a kiki thing. I just, yeah. just a me thing. Yeah. It's a texture thing. I don't want it in my mouth, but I'm I sure it. it tastes delicious for those who like it. I See, don't... I would give little like love bites, but I would not just dig in. And then they go, oh, that hurts. And I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to. And then you just want to go harder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be scared of getting punished. Oh, that's the fun of it yeah like you're like shit what is gonna happen to me if I'm doing this like if I bite you really hard and you're like ow and I keep going mm-hmm. am I gonna get bitten back I fucking hope so <gasps> you can't see right now Jamie's face just dropped like whoop yeah you whip <gasps> because... them, they whip you back twice as hard everyone's a winner mm-hmm. yeah you need to go to YouTube because Jay is like short-circuiting right now <laughs> She is like <laughs> contemplating life at the moment. This is normal. She typically thinks what we say, like we're f- pretty fucked in the head, but we think it's pretty cool. Yeah, we like it. And Jay's like, "Whoa, guys, you're hurting people." Yeah, let's, let's calm down. I'm just trying to imagine doing that and getting the pain back. Yes. But what if you don't get the pain back? What if you're inflicting it on someone that likes receiving pain? Yeah. Would you, like... But, but see, the thing is, like, you... Like, I wouldn't be like, yes, this turns me on to... Yeah, like you wouldn't get anything out of inflicting the pain. Mm-hmm. So if someone asked me to, I mean, I... Depending on 
our dynamic, I possibly would as what it was. Like I, I could never inflict like terrible pain. Like I would be like, I would, it would anxiety kick in. I feel like I'm like really hurting them and couldn't do it. Yeah. But if someone said to bite harder, I mean, maybe I can. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's okay. I am. I'm just, I don't know. I like everyone's different. Yeah. I think I need somebody who doesn't like receiving pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I did ask a dom one time what would happen if I spanked him. And he replied, that would never happen. And you don't want to find out. Oh my God, I would do it. I'm like, that sounds like a challenge. Um, brat I signals, like brat signals. <laughs> I'm a brat, but I was like, Oop. no thanks. Like how fast can you run? Yeah. Oh, you tie his legs first, then spank him. Yes. Oh, wait until he's asleep. Mm-hmm. Naughty boy. You guys are a bad influence on my little subbiness. And it's so much fun. <laughs> we just flipped the switch. You guys are total switches. <laughs> yeah, because I like both. Give me the pain. Yeah. I'll deliver you some pain. So like, Keeks, what kind of pain do you like? I'm probably not as high as Simone is on the tolerance level but I can mm. tolerate quite a bit. Like even yeah. like as crazy as stuff, even getting a tattoo, I love that pain. Yeah. Oh, I do love a tattoo pain. Yeah. And so I'm like, and it, you feel it for hours after, like I just, mm-hmm. no, I'm mm-hmm. similar with Simone. I love the feeling hours and days after the yeah. fact. Yeah. With certain things, yes. Like I do uh, tattoos. I love getting tattoos. They are mm-hmm. so addicting. Like, I'm never ever worried. Like I was never anxious or anything getting a yeah. tattoo. Yeah. But yeah, that level of pain and then the feeling after. So spanking the ropes, mm-hmm. even when we do the ties and then the marks yeah. after. Like I want yeah. to do it so tight it lasts for days, but I know it's not healthy in case it cuts yeah. off the circulation. But I love those marks. Um, yeah, love marks. That's what I call them. If he like leaves handprints, I yeah. would love to try a knife play. Mm-hmm. I would love to try that because I feel like I would definitely be in for, I would like that for sure. Definitely. Do you, are you talking knife play with marks or are you talking knife play with like cut me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. While I'm hogtied to a spreader bar, you know? I feel like, I feel like that's right up Simone's alley too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Spank me. Fuck me like a whore. But I know you love me. You know, it's like that. Like, yeah. I'm attached to a spreader bar. My hands are tied. Mm-hmm. Do what you want. Yeah. But I, I think like, I think a lot of people like get that messed up where where we like to be called sluts and whores yeah it's not we're a slut like 
were their slut. Yes. Like, it's. I think you like to enjoy being called like a slut or a whore it has to come from someone that you know genuinely respects you yes exactly yes like they would never actually say those things in that way mm-hmm. like right. you have to know that outside of that play yes that they actually respect you it's just right. in the scene and, yes outside and, of it if they're calling you that it's not that's not okay that's not healthy no that's not a yeah. good relationship dynamic definitely not do they that should never be a thing and like you said outside they call you face your beautiful baby girl mm-hmm. I caring loving words but in that bedroom you are there mm-hmm. but they're whore yeah. they're and then after that's done, after that scene is done, you're back to loving, cuddling, mm-hmm. caring for. Yeah, I think as well, like if you're going to do like a degradation scene, your aftercare as well as being physical aftercare has to include that mental aftercare. It does. If you've just been degraded, you need to hear the things that counteract that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that degrading is my biggest kink. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, I want to be put down big time, like used, abused, mm-hmm. everything. But afterwards, I want to know that mentally yeah. that was all just the scene and that's not, mm-hmm. I feel like need that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for not just you, but obviously lots of people, like I know obviously that you're like overthinking and your anxiety can like ramp yeah. up. So like after a scene like that, it's even more important that you get that like mental aftercare mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to start overthinking the things that have been said during the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also think like hearing that, like it could be like a form of sub drop where even mm-hmm. though it's not like a physical drop in like, a hard physical scene that mental scene I mean because degrading yeah. someone is like mentally hard mm-hmm. but and if you don't like if they were just to like walk away from you and be like mm-hmm. okay like we're done and goodbye or whatever yeah. you would feel like yeah mm-hmm. low. and I think as well like you like <clears throat> bomb drop after degrading as well like if you don't make it clear that like you're okay you understand it was just a scene and that they don't think those things like you're gonna have doms out there that are gonna be like I shouldn't have said that like she Mm -hmm. I've offended her like or him and like I think obviously that a lot of people forget about dom drop as well Mm -hmm. yeah I think like drops sub and dom drops like they look different for everyone like everyone experiences it differently everyone like needs different things when they're dropping so like it has to be there are like basic aftercare things but it has to be tailored to your dynamic like what works Mm -hmm. for the person that you're in that dynamic with yes yeah I agree with that yeah absolutely um so I'm you know that we have our weekly book racks And since it is a busy month with school starting, everything 
all crazy. Keeks has listed us some novellas for a quick, fast, steamy read. What do you got, Keeks? Well, thank you, Jay, for that beautiful introduction. To keep in the spirit <laughs> of the episode, I guess you didn't know. Well, if you listened to Sadie's interview, you know now. But I highly <laughs> recommend checking out her BDSM novellas. You can find them mm-hmm. on Still Unlimited. They're like a 20, 30 minute read. Mm-hmm. Steamy as fuck. And if you also have read New York Ruthless, she has two novellas, little short mm-hmm. novellas out for that as well. That is also just like a 25, 30 minute read that are so good. Yeah, they're perfect to escape mm-hmm. when your kids are like, oh, I got homework. And you're like, mommy needs some mommy time or daddy needs some daddy time. Yeah. Check those out. Also, I another one I would recommend is a taboo, a Kiki style taboo. So it's legit. There's it's blood relation. Um, father, daughter, sex tape one and two by seven Rue. Uh, the daughter is a porn star. And that father's co-workers watch her videos and razz him about it. And one night, he watches the porn too. And the love blossoms from there. So check those out. Um, Indecent Infatuation by Rory Ireland. Oh, I have a tattoo because of this book. Like, Elijah can do no wrong. They are non-related blood non-blood cousins they're not blood related but he is obsessed he's a psychopath Mm -hmm. he will slaughter anybody who looks at her the wrong way and you think oh she's all this cadence is just so sweet and innocent no the bitch can cut too (laughs) yes she can oh I need to read that and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's Bonnie and Clyde vibes because you don't expect her to be as corrupt Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh but they match I love a badass female MC. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like when you start reading that, you don't think that she is one. And then all of a sudden, bam. And you're like, what? Yeah. Ooh. I need to read that. It's you do. <clears throat> perfect. It's perfect. I mean, all of Rory's books are. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that in there. Oh, but why stop at one Rory book when you could have two? Violent <laughs> Peak. Oh, why choose stepbrothers? They disappear for a bit. They come back. They've always loved her. And guess who makes an appearance? Our besties, E and C. Yes, they do. And she owns him again. She will always yeah. own him. And he will always be like, don't fucking look at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the why choose is fabulous. They're like devoted to her and it's, it's cute and it's violent highly recommend yes another one step bully by astra rose it's a stepbrother stepbrother's bestie and the stepsister but the stepbrother and the bestie also enjoy each other's company as well oh and that's another quick read um she comes home he's about to go to college and there's a second novella in the works by Astress because it it just it leaves them parting, but we want more. Yeah, there's 
it's delicious. Yeah. And uh, Bloody Valentine by Mila Crawford is my last novella recommendation. Any really stone is Mm -hmm. amazing. Stone Stone is. Yeah. I, I mean, if you, oh my goodness. If you like it rough and bloody raw and super possessive mm-hmm. stone's your man a hundred percent stone is yeah. my favorite out of everything she's written stone and emily are like my they're my favorite really yeah stone's your number one yeah. i can totally see that for you because he's a psychopath yeah, yeah. yeah. and what he, he does in front of her yes yeah swoon and do me in it Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, add that to my list. I would like that as well to happen to me. Okay. Right. Once you read I the novella, say, you'll know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say really any novella by Mila Crawford is mm-hmm. t- literally top notch. I mean, if you love smut, her smut is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and she also is recoming, coming out with, again with room 22 with extra um mm-hmm. scenes in there I almost said footage but it's not um, sadly it's not a video <laughs> Fuck. still nothing uh, no so if you've read room 22 you will need to read this room 22 I mean this was literally classified as one of the most dirtiest raunchiest books by so many readers um, so so good. and it was it, chart topping. If, if you have any trigger warnings do not read it if you like down and straight mm-hmm. up dirty pick it up room 22 absolutely amazing anything by mila is mm-hmm. amazing just read but, the trigger warnings on any of her books just read them yeah and any she, of the I, books i recommended read them because yeah. i don't have triggers yeah none of us have triggers so if we're recommending a book check the triggers yeah right like if you're not into taboo legit incest don't read it and then right. complain that you didn't like it because you're not going to we we tend to favor darker romance books mm-hmm. um we do read some rom-coms and some lighter books um and if you do want some recommendations of some of that, we can point you in the direction of people who read more of those books. Mm-hmm. Um, but the three of us tend to stay towards serial killers, stalkers, mafia, murderers. We like it dark as dark and as fucked up in the head as can be. And we don't have triggers. Um, so you do need to check the trigger warnings in all the books that we recommend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, that's my uh, novella wrap up for you busy people out there. Oh, I love that. I have to check out the horror ones for sure. Yes. Like I even have an Elijah tattoo. It says little that's Fox. A, Cause that's what that is amazing. He's my favorite. He's my favorite psychopath. That's so cute. See, this is how we are. We think a psychopath is so cute. <laughs> it's just so perfect. Well, he loves her. It's fine. It is. I listen. 
I agree. He really loves her. He does. A one, lot. Of my, one of my favorite psychopaths is Zade. He will always oh, be, yeah. he's a stalker and he stalks her really well. And I mean, the things he does to her, oh, I just fell in love with him. That's one can only dream of that happening to them. I know. Well, what about Crawl? You love Audrey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cash. Oh, and then Broken Queen by Audrey as well. Hazard Mm -hmm. in that. He, oh, God, that man. He, like, murder all your enemies. Anyone you don't like, I'll take them down. Make you a crown out of their teeth. I'll do that. That's my dream. You in the blood of your enemies. Done. This is this is another one that I highly recommend. She's showing you the ritual. If you like fucked up, this man is riot, and he is fucked up, and the things he does are so delicious that I would let this man do anything to me. That man was like what pushed my somno kink over the edge Uh, like I've always liked that mm -hmm. but spoiler alert um when he drugged her and filmed what he was doing to her and then showed her Mm -hmm. me like Mm -hmm. a girl can only dream of that happening yes see this is how fucked up we are and then he marries her and it's so romantic I know. See, this is and knocks her up. These men are fucked in the head, but they love so hard and so big and so strong that it makes up for every wrongdoing that they could possibly. Mm -hmm. Unpopular opinion. Not even that bothered about like how hard he loves her. If he's going to do that to you while you sleep, it's a win. Um, with consent, take that into account. (laughs) Yeah. anything that I'm talking about is with pre-agreed consent there was no consent in the book so he did she did Uh, not technically she took the drugs willingly she did you're right about that but yeah but in the books like Killian in Lords it's it's a gray area it Mm -hmm. is but I feel like, especially like in Lord's story, knew that she mm-hmm. that Killian sits outside her bedroom yeah. and likes to come in to her bedroom while she's sleeping. Yeah, she never said no. She yeah. never told. And when she did tell him to stay out, he did, and he would just mm-hmm. walk past her door. Yep, every night. He was very mm-hmm. respectable. Yes. So see, the effed up ones can be respectable too. Yeah. And remember, it's just a book, guys. It is. It's, it's not, not really like it. Read it. Yeah, if you don't and like it, don't read it. Don't review it. Keep scrolling. Right. And any, if you read these books and you're thinking, I really would love to do that, consent. Talk to your partner. Consent to it beforehand. I mean, there, you don't have to say in the scene, yes, I consent. Talk about it before the scene. Then figure out a safe word or safe gesture both in place because talking about it beforehand and pre-agreed consent may change in the moment if it's something you've not done before you may suddenly decide actually I don't like this and sometimes you know stop and no might be part of a scene 
Mm-hmm. So yes. you need to have that word or that gesture if you can't talk so that you can stop it. Yes. Immediately. This is this is where you need to research. The you people use the the um red, yellow, green system. Mm-hmm. Um people pick a word that they would never say. A lot of times you hear people say pineapple or mm-hmm. watermelon, something that you wouldn't say during sex. Um, and also if you are being gagged, if you are being choked, if you are doing anything, you should have a hand signal, something in your hand, you can drop something that you can do that is nonverbal that will say stop Mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. And that person stops. Yeah. If that person does not stop when you say your safe word or does not get out of that situation, because that is not, not a safe setting at all. So always do your research. Don't just say, I read this in a book and I want to try it. Yeah, no. Don't do that. No. And you have to build up to it. You're not going to get to that scene right off mm-hmm. the bat either. So you can't exactly. just jump in and do exactly what's happening no. in the book. No, it's not exactly. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. If you're on YouTube, we really appreciate you being here. And thank you so much for Sadie for coming on. We loved having you um don't forget guys safe play if you have any questions if there's anything you want to know come and speak to us we can point you in the right direction if it's not something we know like we're here um we will tag everyone that we've mentioned um in the video and on instagram and things um so that you can check everything out all the book recs that keeks has given us um but yeah we've got some exciting stuff coming we're looking for a little bit of input from you guys next week so look out for that over on instagram but yeah thank you so much for coming and listening to us once again thank you thank you bye bye